I felt like there wasn't many ways that people were getting new music. MTV was a huge thing, but there's none of that for Gen Z. Gen Z's not turning on MTV. What is good, futurists? This is Michael Sakand, the founder and creator of Our Future, the business podcast for young people where we deliver to you, the listener, exclusive insights and career advice to unlock your future. Your future equals ours. And today, I'm joined by a great friend of mine, one of my early friends in freshman year of college, and a TikTok star and Gen Z music curator, Ari Elkins. Ari has crushed it going from zero followers to over 500,000 followers on TikTok by curating music for the next generation. If you think about it, how do you discover music, right? Word of mouth, you're going on Spotify, maybe there's some curated playlists on Apple Music and these other streaming sites, but there's really not that many places where people discover new music. People don't just flick on the radio and hear a new song nowadays, Ari is filling that gap. What he does on TikTok, he dances around, has a ball, posts the top 10 songs, for example, you love to listen to while you're driving a car, or the top 10 songs you miss from your frat basement. He curates music and it's genius. He's really filling a need in the market. He's not just a content curator, he's not just a vlogger, but he's fulfilling a need. And Ari has landed huge brand deals with companies like Grubhub, Uber, it's been amazing to watch Ari become a content creator the same time I started this podcast, watch his growth, see the ways in which he's been successful, and now I'm bringing him on the podcast. I'm super hyped about it. Enjoy my interview with Ari Elkins. Rolling Stone, Ari? You're in the- Dude, I know, nuts. Well, okay, okay, what was nuts. it like? What was it like when you like woke up and saw your name in Rolling Stone? I grew up with my dad always playing music. Um, and he was a big music fan. So we'd have Rolling Stone around the house when I was younger. And I remember like reading it and opening up the magazine uh, when I was like nine or 10 and just flipping through. So now nine, 10 years later from that to see my name in it is just crazy. It's such an honor. Um, and I'm hoping to go and get the like physical copy of the Rolling Stone magazine since it's supposed to be come out in print in the next couple of weeks and put it up wow. somewhere in my room or whatnot. Crazy. So let's do, we'll do a trade. Okay, I'll send you an Our Future hoodie send that over to you. You send me over a magazine. I'll put it on my wall. We can exchange some optics here. We can exchange some visibility here. Um, so did you, so you woke up to 500k followers on TikTok yesterday? Was that the, that the day it hit 500k? No. So it hit 500k a couple weeks ago, but it was just like everything combined waking up to like that many followers, which yeah. is crazy. I mean, eight months ago I was at maybe a hundred. So just to have that rapid growth has just been nuts and wild and a blast. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. TikTok is one heck of a platform. I mean, just the, these conversations we've had. Okay. So we brought on the brand marketing manager at TikTok, Kayla. We brought on the chief marketing officer of Chipotle discussing how important this brand is for the future. Um, you know, we started our TikTok uh, a few days ago and it's doing pretty well. You know, we've already racked up, you know, nearly 10 K views in total uh, for our podcast content. So Tell me a bit about where you see the future of TikTok going, bro, as one of the biggest creators on there. Yeah, I think TikTok is the future. I think the ability for someone to start with nothing, post a random video and blow up overnight without any previous following is so unique and so incredible. And it's what drew me to the, the platform in the beginning. It's this idea that you can be anybody and the world can see your video. So my first video was a video that was songs that will take you straight to your favorite frat basement. I made it in April when I came home from college. We got sent home because of COVID. I had a music internship lined up at a record label that I was super excited about, but it got canceled. So now I'm home alone in April with nothing to do. And then I just started posting TikToks. 
So that first video, I posted it at 4 p.m. I threw my phone on the charger in my room, walked over to the kitchen, made a snack, threw on a TV show. And I remember coming back down to my phone maybe an hour, an hour and a half later with tons of notifications. Wild. Texts from people I know saying, hey, saw your video. Love that. That's so (laughs) cool. Whatnot. Cool. Um, And that's kind of where it all started. And from there, I've just been kind of riding that wave, creating new content in the music niche and going from there. The, The fact that you can just blow up. I mean, can we talk about democratization? Like on Instagram, like all these huge celebrities have these massive followings, but there really isn't an opportunity for someone smaller, someone coming from the underdog to just blow up on those platforms. Like what is your piece of advice to, to companies and brands who are trying to establish some presence in the, in the, on the platform? Well, I think there's two things. One I think is creating authentic content. So not making it too overly promotional, like to go off of that. I think the other important thing is, and what I've seen from working with different brands on different promotional things is the stuff that works when you're doing like influencer marketing is when you trust the person, the influencer, I guess, or the creator to come up with the creative on their own. In the past, I've like done partnerships with uber for instance or tilly's and you gotta you gotta deal with tilly's is yeah so i just i just did a um marketing campaign with tilly's which was really cool i got to do my first ever photo shoot who is he who is he (laughs) and i think what really worked with the tilly's campaign is tilly's gave me a lot of freedom to come up with the content on my own um so what we decided is that i decided i i make vlogs on tiktok so to be able to incorporate tilly's authentically into what I'm already doing works and works much better than just saying, Hey, like this is Tilly's like, go buy it. I like incorporating it into your daily life, into the content that you're already creating and making authentic connections between brands and what you're doing is so important and works perfectly. People don't want a sales pitch. Like if you look at how Gymshark blew up, like they identified people with not huge followings, but decent followings that worked really hard in the gym. You got to find influencers who really mesh. So right. it takes me back to a conversation I had with Marcus Collins, who did, do you remember the Cliff Paul, Chris Paul ad where Cliff Paul's like twin yeah. brother is like for State Farm. And it's like, well, Chris Paul was a, the best point guard in the league and he was assisting people. And they're like, okay, Chris Paul assists people and we're going to make him the influencer for State Farm because we assist people in home insurance. So, and I'm Tilly's, I'm like, okay, Ari Elkins, you know, he curates all this cool music. He makes all these cool videos. He's in the right demographic for our brand. Like it's all about finding those people that really kind of fit and like mesh with, with your brand in a non promotional way. They can live it. Like you're living the Tilly's lifestyle through your vlogs. It's, it's pretty cool. So um, you've also worked with other brands and stuff. Like what happens? Like, how do they get in touch with you? Do they email you? Do they go through someone on your page? Like how, how do you get these inbound requests for marketing? Yeah, so I have an email linked in my TikTok bio as well as in my Instagram. So in any given day, we'll get sent 10 to 30 emails from different brands, really? musicians, <laughs> artists, or whatnot trying to well, work together. Well, because you do content curation. So music artists probably want a spot on those top 10 lists you post. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the coolest thing, though, is like finding great music that I've never heard of. So like when I get sent new music from these artists that I've never heard of, um, and like am exposed to this new wave of music that I've just never heard before and then end up including it in a playlist. That's one of the coolest things. So I really welcome people to like email me new music that they want me to include because it's always great to see and hear new things and be exposed to new stuff. 
That's crazy. So you have an agent that's going through all these emails. You're probably yeah. I have like a manager, a manager, manager, and whatnot that helps with it, which has been really fun as well. Dude, there's a lot of companies that are coming out with these like new business models for influencers. So obviously, there's like management teams that will come to you and help you. You'll they'll take a small cut of your promotions and help you get out there. But I heard of this company that's renting out mansions for influencers and then taking a cut of their advertising dollars. That is pretty interesting to me. And just connect. Didn't they just go public? I think yeah. they went public. Yeah, Nuts. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's all these like these hype houses or whatever the heck you're going to call them. Can we talk about content creation as a business? So for example, when I started my podcast, I was looking to create a business podcast for young people because there wasn't that content in the market. So can you tell me about how you saw your content as a, a need for yeah. a market uh, that existed? A hundred percent. So I think like my market and how I see it is like Gen Z music curation. And what I found and why I got into it is I felt like there wasn't many ways that people were getting new music other than a random Spotify playlist that Spotify curated for you or word of mouth from your friend, or you just hear it on the radio. And now no one's really even listening to the radio. So there was this need to fill something that I think existed maybe 20, 15 years ago. MTV was a huge thing. Um, and people would turn on their TV and hear all this new music, but there's none of that for Gen Z. Gen Z's not turning on MTV. We're not watching like music videos or whatnot. So to come up with a way and go to Gen Z, which is all on TikTok and bring the music curation and curate different playlists that resonate with different moods or experiences. Um, I just did a whole series on songs that make you feel like you're the main character, um, (laughs) which was really fun to do. And yeah. So bringing music that kind of becomes a soundtrack to people's lives. Yeah. Uh, specifically with the Gen Z generation has and, been. And that's incredible. what, that's what music is, bro. It's a soundtrack to your life. Like hundred percent, dude, dude, when I was starting this podcast, I had like, I still have every bit of passion I did since day one, but I was so excited about what I was doing. I'd literally go and put on music and just like run. And when I think of these, these songs, I just envision success and hard work and a grind, like paying off. Mm-hmm. What's cool is Ari, Dude, I think you've become an algorithm. You're chefing up the, these recommendations like an algorithm, bro. Dude, who people I say mean, algorithm's gonna replace people, bro? No, they're not. Yeah, I mean, it's been really cool to see like Spotify kind of responding to some of the stuff that I've been doing. Like I've seen, and maybe this is just me like thinking that it's like this, but I've seen like, I'll make a main character playlist on TikTok. And then a couple of weeks later, you'll see a Spotify main character playlist up on Spotify. Um, so to see like, whether they're like watching what people are doing or just like, I think that Spotify is really reacting to what's happening on TikTok and what's happening with the Gen Z, uh, generation. So to be a person who's instead of reacting, but being a trailblazer and finding the new things in advance of the reaction has been really cool as well. Dude. I love how we both became content creators when we got sent back home, uh, for COVID and discovered our passions. Like for yeah. me, like I guess when we met in the dorms in Markley, by the way, everybody, uh, Ari and I met in freshman year in this really raucous, fantastic hall of characters. That's all. Third Reeves. Yeah. Mary Markley Hall in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And when I met Ari, dude, this kid was already like a TikTok. Like before TikTok, it was even a thing. You just knew he had that vibe about him. And when he met me, he probably was like, oh, Michael's like always pitching me business ideas and shit. Like this kid likes likes that stuff. And we both kind of had our own separate passions. And it's great to see that you know, when COVID hit, we found that 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 time, that space to really put ourselves out there. 
And dude, it, it can be daunting to put yourself out there. I'm sure you've gotten some negative comments, the peanut gallery commenting, yeah. telling you you're weird or your content stupid, or how do you contend with that? You're just like, screw these people. Like I'm doing yeah, what I, I love. Mean, I, I, my biggest thing is just being like true to myself and being authentic. So I think like, if you like what I'm doing, great. Like happy to have you along for the ride. Hope you enjoy what I'm doing. And if you don't like, fine, like sw swipe down, skip swipe the video. Down. Yeah. Unfollow, unfollow me. Unfollow I'm building, me. Fine. I'm, building my, yeah. I'm building my I mean, brand here. Exactly. I, my biggest thing. And I think what attracts many people to my videos is that I come at the videos with this like positive outlook. I always try and I do like funny dances. Everybody knows I'm yeah. not a great dancer, but I think what people like <laughs> what draws them in is that I'm just having fun with it and um, just having a good time. And I think that positivity carries through the app and hopefully makes people feel good as well. Yeah. Um, so to be able to do that for people, especially in a time when the world seems very dark has been very important to me and really cool. And I've gotten great responses from people of saying like, Hey, your videos make my day. Hey, your video just put a smile on my like terrible day that I was uh -huh. having. So to hear those things really uplifts me and helps me keep going. And then for the people that say like, you suck, I hate what you're doing. Fine. Like, great. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. You don't like it, but sorry. Yeah. Dude, move on. Thank you. Next. Move on. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just me. Like, this is what I love yeah. doing. I'm having a good time with it. And We'll see where it takes me. Okay, first off, do you see a big market for music apps outside of the streaming services? So like, what's the future for for what you're doing? And it, do you think it's just continuing to create content? Or do you have some vision for a product or an app that Ari would want to launch one day? Well, first to start off, I don't really see myself as an influencer. I see myself more as like a music curator. Okay. Um, and that's kind of how I've always thought of it. And so I guess like the long pathway maybe there's an app, maybe there's a product, but for now it's to be this voice of Gen Z and continue being a voice of Gen Z for music curation. I'd love to be a Ryan Seacrest in the future, hosting some sort of music, yeah, show, music yeah. radio thing. I'd love to host the Grammys in the future. I'd love to do like that kind of stuff. You'd be great at that, um, bro. I think it would be really cool. Um, and to continue to curate music, find new music, share the music I love um, and spread positivity and definitely continue creating content. Um, I'm hoping to shift onto YouTube in the coming weeks, months as well, Me too. which I think will be really cool. I'm, I'm trying to throw some videos up on YouTube as well. I yeah. think that could be really exciting. You know, that is like the the big thing, you know, YouTube yeah. is like that big thing. And YouTube's that, here to stay. Like I yeah. think YouTube will exist for forever. That's um, one thing. Were you sus when TikTok was like, Oh. to get banned were you it was, like, it was were you one scared? of the worst you like, of my life were you, it was were you like oh shit, I might lose my I'm just like i'm making it i'm doing i'm making these videos people are watching them people like what i'm doing and then like i get the notification trump's thinking about banning tiktok and i just crash i'm just like everything i've been working towards is about to be gone um Dude, and it was definitely a dark time scary. i was not happy about it i was definitely very upset i felt like i've been i felt like i was just working so hard towards something that was just going to be pulled right under me and it sucks, but I mean, it's reality. And I think that that pushes me to find other ways to grow my platform outside of just TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited to continue doing that in the future. Yeah. I started doing that on Spotify. I have 28 different Spotify playlists that have over 300,000 followers on them, which has been nuts as well. Um, so just driving traction to different places um, and bring my audience along with me to different avenues. Okay, so... What is your piece of career advice to someone who wants to do their own thing, who wants to build their own personal brand, who wants to make a name for themselves in whatever industry they want to go into? I mean, 
music isn't an industry that's easy to break into by any means, but you built your own presence in that space through content. Um, so tell me a bit about kind of your piece of career advice to someone who wants to break into a field that isn't easy to get into. Yeah. So I think it's three different things. So one is authenticity, which I've talked about a lot just in the past 30 minutes. It's just being true to yourself. Like I think people can fish out like when you aren't being honest, when you aren't being who you are. So keeping, staying true to your values, staying true to your morals, um, being real with your audience. Next is consistency. Um, I, I try and post on TikTok once every day. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but what I've seen on TikTok specifically is if you're consistently posting, the algorithm notices it, people around you notice it, and just having your name consistently pop up um, is a great way to get your name out there. For sure. And then lastly, I think is pitch, picking your niche and choosing, making your market smaller, picking your niche and figuring out a way to make the world around you even smaller. Um, so my thing was music and finding that on such a huge platform like TikTok was important to kind of find people who are similar to me and find people that are more interested. Whereas you have people that kind of just do like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I think that doesn't work as well because then your audience may only be interested in 15% of what you're doing, but not the whole thing. And you really sure. want people to be interested in you and what you're doing and everything that you're doing. And especially when you're starting out, I think later down on the road, then you can start introducing new things, um, which is kind of what I've been doing with the vlog is I started out doing music stuff. And now I'm introducing like kind of a vlog aspect as well, which my audience has been re really receptive to. But I think that if I started out in the beginning doing both the vlog and the music stuff, I don't think it would have worked as well because I think my audience just would have been too segmented. So dude, I, I'm sitting here on winter break from Michigan. Both yeah. of us are. I've never felt more passionate about what I'm doing than having no schoolwork and I'm just locking in creating content. Do you, do you feel the same? Do you still feel as passionate as ever to keep creating and keep expanding your vision? A hundred percent. And I think like to my own failure maybe is I'm just never satisfied with what I'm doing. I always want to be doing the next thing. I want to be bigger than I already am. I want to like figure out what the new thing is. Um, so as much as I love TikTok, when I'm 28, 30, my plan is not to be on TikTok. So I'm trying to think about like, yeah. how, are, how can I make it to a place where I'm making TikTok videos now, but also thinking about different dimensions to my own personal brand and how I can grow that um, to make sure that I last in this industry and don't just fade away. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Ari Elkins. He is a Gen Z music curator, a TikTok star, and an influencer by all means, even if he doesn't want to define himself with that term. Ari has been so successful lately and it's been awesome to watch him. Can't wait to see him drive on. I want to see him hit a million soon. It's insane what he's been able to pull off and I love his content. You can follow Ari on TikTok at the link in the description of this podcast. You can also follow him on the good old IG. I'll be dropping more insane content this week and as always, stay frosty everybody. <laughs>